I'll say this for him, he's consistent. Well, he's been so consistent all year. Not to taste, consistency. Consistently, yes. Consistency! Thanks, losers. All right, welcome to May 2020. Hope everybody's doing well out there, keeping safe, staying inside. I know this stuff has uh, been a pain in the ass, and I get it. And but you know what? You know it's a great thing to do. Go out and buy the Big Guy Fantasy Sports uh, or yeah, Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. It'll give you something to do. It's out there. Get it on Amazon, of course. Uh, as always, we're here for the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I'm your host Bob Long from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. As always, on the other side of the glass is my man, Mr. Ron Rigney, hanging out down in Florida. Uh, it's finally 70-some degrees, 74 degrees today here in Ohio. I'm sure it's a lot warmer in Florida, but uh, it's just nice to have been being outside and getting some stuff done and enjoying some sunshine here. How about you? Oh, well, you know, it, it was 91 here. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hot, but it's not a humid hot. You know, it's right. kind of like they right. say, like, you know, Vegas, it gets 100 million degrees. It's a dry heat or whatever it is. This is kind of a dry heat. It's not a Vegas dry heat, but oh, it was it was a beautiful day. You know, no, we're not worried about any rain or anything like that. So I did a little bit of stuff outside myself. But yeah, if you're not able to take advantage of this warm, beautiful weather wherever you're at, what else would you do other than draft prep? And how else would you draft prep other than getting your brand new hot off the presses consistency football guide? Exactly. Um, and as everybody knows, it, I put it out a little bit early, uh, so um, I am updating it. And if you want to wait a couple of days, I'll get it. I eh, probably should have it finished tomorrow, but getting it updated for all the rookies and you know how they relate to the players that are in there, all the veterans. So you know, I mean, it was an interesting draft. I think you know they certainly got some good picks and went some good players went to some good teams. I don't think there's a huge impact. At least I think we talked a little bit about this last week. I think there's, it's not a huge impact. You know, there's no Saquon Barkley's that are going to be going in the first round. Um, you know, maybe the highest is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire um, going to Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City also came out this week and said Damian Williams is the starter and, you know, Clyde will be there to help, help you know, with the offense. So, you know, just we'll all wait and see. Um, a lot of things can happen, and especially since we don't know when the NFL is going to start. Um, there's still, I think there's still a lot of uh, optimism that it'll be the regular time frame. But I don't know about you, but I'm kind of thinking it's going to be this contingency plan that I've already heard about. That is them starting about mid October, going 16 weeks through the end of January, and then doing the playoffs in February with the Super Bowl the first weekend in March. So uh, if, I don't know if you've heard anything anywhere else, but that's kind of what I've heard, and that's the contingency plan. Seems to be the thing that's going to make the most sense, but uh, who knows? You know, it, it's stranger things have happened so far this year. Well, it's early enough that you can still have optimism that, you know, things will come around and you would be able to start a normal season. But, yeah, I think we have to kind of think about what the what the backup plan is and kind of think of that that's the way they're going to be going. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, uh, I, I think even if they do start early, I kind of have a feeling that, they may be without fans, uh, do a few weeks or whatever, maybe see what happens. But, you know, again, if we can get, you know, they're talking about the, the whole, um, um, what's my word I'm looking for? Not the vaccination, but the, uh, you know, the shot or, or 
whatever you you know whatever you need to the uh, to get things fixed up and get it get it taken care of but um you know if they can find something get that quick um i know they've got a couple of drugs are working on now that uh is certainly giving some hope but we'll just have to wait and see and you know i mean i don't know about your area ron but you know around here they're slowly opening things back up um they at first was going to mandate that everybody wears a mask outside um in restaurant or not restaurants, we don't have restaurants open yet, but stores and, and, you know, just general stuff. Um, they said mandatory for the employees, uh, and then they changed it to recommended for the people, the customers going into that. Well, I went to Walmart with my wife yesterday and I can tell you right now, 75% of the people in there, uh, customer wise did not have a mask on. So, um, and I'll have to say neither did I. So, yeah, um, but then again, you know, I feel like I'm pretty healthy and that kind of stuff. But I, I just don't see people following those rules. So we'll see how everything all kind of flushes out. Um, you know, how's what's uh, are you still with Whole Foods and stuff? Is that I am? Yeah, it's it's the same deal too. You know, I yeah. think pretty much every every one of the big retailers is requiring the mask for employees, so we have to wear them there. But right. it, it, one thing that we're doing that I don't know if other places are doing is we're actually we have somebody out front offering them to customers so we have a box oh, of them sitting there and if nice. yes if, well when you when you come in you don't have one you know we have plenty that we can give out so I thought that was kind of a cool thing but one the majority of people i see come in there have one on i actually went to Publix a little bit earlier um get some groceries and it was kind of 50 50 um my right. and i'm kind of like you myself i don't necessarily have one that i wear um, when I go out some places like that, but there was quite a few people that had them on. So, yeah. um, and it's the same thing here too, as far as opening things up, you know, this coming week, restaurants and gyms and salons and all those types of things are going to start being able to open up. Mm. I think it's like 25% of capacity. And then in a couple of weeks up to 50 and so on. Oh, so, okay. so you're gradually that way. Okay. Yeah. Gradually you. getting back to normal, I think. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, they opened up, some stuff. The, the thing that surprised me is they did not open up salons, barbershops, and that kind of stuff, which I thought would be the one thing they would open up first, since that was the last thing they closed here. Um, and everybody needs a haircut, including me. So <laughs> I, I was surprised they didn't do that. But they're talking about it being maybe next week. So we'll just wait and see. Uh, it, it's I've been staying in and doing whatever and, and you know, Going out occasionally, going to the grocery store, you know, doing the various stuff. But, um, you know, there's not much really to go out and do. I mean, mm-hmm. other than go to the grocery store, it's not like you're going out to a ball game or, you know, go, you know, we might go out and walk in a park and stuff like that. But anyway, I've just right. forgotten how I've just forgotten how great it is just to get in your car and just drive anywhere. Period. We yeah, my wife and I actually <laughs> did that on Friday night. My wife's like, "Get your keys. We're going for a ride." I'm yeah. Like, Okay, where are we going? I don't care. Yeah, we're going to drive for an hour. And I'm like, geez, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we just drove all around and, you know, took her back roads, you know, to my hometown and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of drove around and then, you know, came back within an hour. And she was fine, you know. It's like, all right, that was kind of fun, you know. So, so anyway. All right. So, 
the, the as we've mentioned before, the uh, fantasy football consistency guide is out. It's on Amazon. Of course, you can come to Big Guy Fantasy Sports, uh, get the PDF, all the updates during the year. Um, as I've always said, and we always talk about this in the past, and we'll continue to promote this going forward. Here's the best way to do this: if you're re- wanting to get into the consistency scenario and you want to learn about it, it's new to you. You know, you're hearing good things about it. People told you come listen to our show. Uh, or get the book or whatever. Here's what we, here's what I recommend. Everybody kind of likes that hard copy book. So go to Amazon, get the hard copy book. Um, they'll ship it to you. I mean, it's not shipping real fast right now because it's not a essential or a priority. Uh, so even if you're a Prime member, you may not get it in two days. Um, but you might. We'll see. And uh, so get the book. At the bottom of every page in that book is a code. And that coupon code will get you uh, the VIP access to the website for the entire season, all the updates, all the tier draft list updates, uh, the articles, the access to the uh, fantasy football consistency report that allows you to put in your own scoring method, find out who the most consistent players are in your league. That will give you full access for $10 for the rest of the year. You can't beat that. So basically, you're getting your guide, you're getting your updates, you're getting your full access to all of the reports. and the tools it'll give you the prop bet consistency tool access it'll get you access to ron and and uh colby when they do the consistently caching stuff for the dfs cash game so all this stuff ten dollars so that's the best way to do it. go buy the book online then come back get the ten dollar vip update that's the way to do it and that's what most people did last year which makes a lot of sense so what we decided to do now now that the draft's done guides out there is we're going to start breaking down the positions we're going to look at you know kind of currently where everybody's at where we have them ranked um in their tier draft list uh are they a qb1 a b you know qb2 uh but then kind of compare that to where they're falling out adp wise in typical drafts right now in your standard 12 team four point passing uh type setup ppr so, Ron, we, we, we're, we're going to start this. We're going to start right at the top, obviously. And, uh, you know, last year Lamar Jackson had the year for the ages, kind of like Patrick Mahomes did the year before. Out of nowhere, big, no, you know, it was a big surprise. You know, maybe we were talking about, yeah, Lamar Jackson would be a decent backup. You know, maybe. <laughs> How about you'll be, like, number one by a mile? And he does. And, uh so, you know, obviously we have him at the top of the rankings as well. It's kind of hard just because of the legs to keep him out of that. Um, I'm expecting some regression. And just based on that alone, uh, his ADP is uh, obviously QB1. But going in the mid, late, second, early, third, right now his ADP uh, on the charts here in Fantasy Pros, 2.09. So that's way too rich for me. That's where Mahomes is going last year. Obviously, regression occurred. He did not earn that status, you know, at the end of the year. We love Lamar Jackson. We love his talent. We love his ability. You know, they added some more weapons to the team uh, in J.K. Dobbins. And uh, uh, they got a wide receiver, too, and I just blanked on who it was. (laughs) Devin DuVernay. Yes, right. Who I... I drafted in my rookie draft. I should have known that. 
So they got some more weapons, obviously, to keep building this team. You know, Mark Ingram's still there, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, uh, Mark Andrews. But can you pick Lamar Jackson in a standard, regular PPR, four-point passing touchdown at 209 and feel good about it? I mean, when you when you break down what he does with his legs, with his arm, you know, he's a he's basically a QB2 and kind of a low end, maybe RB1, RB2, which is in one spot, which is hard to, it's hard to get anywhere else. That said, I, you know, with all, you know, I've, we've done a couple of best ball tens together right. and, you know, I've done a few of those, you know, myself and I haven't seen him go quite that early yet. Now, if I had to take him at two nine, if, I mean, if I really wanted to get him, yeah, I think a little bit of regression's coming, but at the same time, if he regresses a little bit, Dak Prescott was our number two in total points. He still outscored Dak by like 58 points. So right. if he comes down you know, a little bit, he's still going to be the number one guy. So I still think you can count on the rushing to be there. You can count on the passing to be there. And, and, and the weapons that, that they have around him, I don't think any of those guys really jump off the page being spectacular. But I think they're all pretty solid, you know, whether it's the running back, you know, the running backs, whether it's receivers. You know, we know Mark Andrews is solid at tight end. Offensive line is pretty solid. So mm-hmm. – I have, I think the earliest I've taken him, I think I took him maybe at three three, which I felt a little bit better about because I already had you know a couple either two receivers or running back right. and receivers, so I knew he wasn't going to get back to me. But I, I, I mean, I, I think I'm okay with taking him there. But I can also understand the argument as to why that's pretty rich at two nine. Right. Um, I did. I've done as you mentioned. We've done some BB tens, and I did one with our our good friend Big Rig, um, who comes from you know Twitter world and the ACI world of John Hansen, but, uh, and I think for fun, I tried to do Lamar Jackson. So, um, here's, here's how my draft went. I was a fourth pick overall. I took Kamara at one Oh four, came back at two Oh nine and took Kelsey. And then at three Oh four, I took Lamar Jackson. So right off the bat, I took the shot at Kelsey and Lamar Jackson to see what kind of team I could build around that. And I'll be honest with you. I feel pretty good about the team. So I got Kamara, of course, and Kelsey and Jackson. Got Raheem Mostert in the fourth round. Then my wide receivers are Landry, Edelman, Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate. Not great, but all very consistent players. All could easily put up 65, 70, or higher. Uh, We know Landry and Edelman can do 75 plus. Um, I know there's not a lot of love for Edelman out there because of New England. Uh, they're obviously still trying to figure out quarterback. They obviously didn't think Andy Dalton was it, which shocked me. Um, you know, uh, tight end, I then, you know, obviously later backup quarterback was Drew Brees in round 11. Uh, my other running backs were Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, and Nahe Hines. Uh, even grabbed Matt Breida later as well uh, to kind of make sure, you know, if Howard goes down, Breida would fill in. Uh, so, you know, interesting enough, that's how my team put together. I didn't think it was a bad team with Jackson going that early. Uh, someone also took Mahomes at 302 and had Barkley, Melvin Gordon, Mahomes, uh, then his wide receivers, not as strong, Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods, Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson. So, you know, but I, it's, I don't think it's – it wasn't me drafting it, so it was somebody else drafting it. But um, So there's – there's possibilities. So I guess we'll just kind of segue into Mahomes. He's not really that far separated from Lamar Jackson. So what it comes down to is one or the other are going to go in the third round, if not both. 
So again, you know, Mahomes didn't, even though, you know, last year he was only 71% consistent, he did miss a few games due to injury, really was never himself. I mean, I like Mahomes better than Jackson, but I was really hoping for Mahomes to go a round or two later, and that isn't happening. Um, Are you good with Mahomes? Do you think you can build around Mahomes like Jackson? Um, You know, especially if his legs are healthy, 100% healthy, and he returns to being a little bit more mobile as he was in his rookie season. Well, his, his first full season. I, I think so. And, and, you know, you were mentioning getting Lamar Jackson. I was kind of looking through some of my BB10s as well because, I, I, you know, we are kind of talking off air. I tend to keep getting these picks at the end of the first round. And so I, I, I built one similar to what you, you talked about with having that Kelsey pick. And so the first one I did – I ended up having the 12th pick. I got Hopkins at 12 with Kelsey actually at 213. And then Mahomes came back to me at, th- at the 36th pick in, thir- in round three, which I thought was pretty solid. I thought it right. was pretty good value. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, after that, I went. I got I De- Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, James Wyatt, Ronald Jones, Edelman, uh, Curtis Samuel. So I added some solid guys there later on, but I'm happy with that nucleus I built. And, you know, one of the things, too, that, you know, kind of – let, lets me go that way as well as I, I had Lamar Jackson and Kelsey in one of my dynasties and based upon the parts I had around them I was kind of playing mix and match at running back and receiver the whole year it really gave me kind of my first insight as to the difference that those guys make when you have one of those top guys at one of those positions if not two and so that's kind of the way I structured that as well but I you know I'm perfectly fine if you can get Jackson or Mahomes in the third round I think they're going to really return that value I'm okay with waiting as well. And and it's yet again, and we always say this too, it just kind of depends upon what the people around you are doing too. Right. Right. And you're right. So as you mentioned, you and I are in a league right now together, uh, a BB 10 together. You took Lamar Jackson at three Oh three. I took Mahomes at three Oh nine. And both of us, I think have excellent teams around them. So I think you can build around these guys um, just because, some of these wide receivers, especially veteran wide receivers, are just getting zero love right now. Um, and we'll get to that in a few weeks, obviously. But the, I mean, I'm talking guys like Keenan Allen, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, um, AJ Green, uh, AJ Green, Julian Edelman, Landry. Uh, just no love at all. I mean, it's just amazing to me. T.Y. Hilton is another one. Uh, you know, again, just, you know, guys like Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, uh, Cortland Sutton, these guys are all going ahead of these other players. And so, you know, if you can get some decent re- um, running backs in the first two rounds, uh, go running back, running back, and then take Mahomes or, or Jackson, I think you've got a really good shot at building a solid team. And then on throwing then that, that in usually round six, you can get, Ingram, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, uh, you know, as one of your tight ends, kind of hard to argue. So, um, so I think that, you know, there is that possibility. Now, as we get closer to the season, ADPs will move around, but I think right now, I think you can pull it off. So the two big boys obviously are up there. So, you know, once you get past that, then it, you know, if you don't take that shot, in round three and you decide to wait the good thing is you probably can go about three rounds before any decent quarterback is going to come off the board so um 
you know, if you're a Kyler Murray guy, a Prescott, Wilson, Deshaun Watson, those kind of players, uh, they're the next wave that goes in round six and seven. Um, then after that, it's crapshoot. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of, I, I don't know about you, Ron, but right now in the BB10s, I'm either going these guys early, Mahomes or Jackson, or I'm waiting to rounds eight, nine, ten. I rarely have picked Murray, Wilson, Prescott, or Watson on any of my teams. I think I have Prescott on one league. Um, I got him in like round six, and he was the best guy available. I mean, the other guys had went, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Prescott just to kind of see where it falls out. Uh, in fact, I was gonna look at and see if that if I can find that team real quick. Um, but was it was it Big Rigs? Was that Big Rigs that I did that? Uh, let me see. Big Rigs. Uh, no, that's the one I did, Lamar Jackson. Must have been must have been a sleeper draft that I did or something. But um, what are your thoughts on that group? Let's, let's just look at those four guys. Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. I mean, right now we have those guys pretty much as our um, – you know, quarterbacks three, four, five with Prescott, Wilson, and Murray. I have Watson at eight. I know Kobe would have choked at this point when I said that, <laughs> and I'm and I'm waiting for him to make a comment. But I probably should move him up a little bit, maybe put him ahead of Ryan and Breeze, just just out of just common respect. Um, I know when I did this and I put him at eight was when um, before they got Brandon Cooks. So I might switch that around and put Watson at six and then Ryan and Breeze at, at seven, eight. Um, but let's just let's just put those four together as, as we're talking. Do you feel do, do you feel like those guys are a necessary quarterback to get it in round six and seven? Or are you like me and kind of looking past that group? And say, you know what? I'm just going to keep loading up on receivers, running backs, um, tight ends, and go rounds eight, nine, ten, where I can get Wentz, Ryan, Breeze, um, you know, whoever you feel comfortable with in, in that group. How how are you looking at those four at this point? The majority of the time, I'm waiting till I get a little bit further down. Uh, there was most of the time, you know, like I said, with these BB tens and a lot of these mocks, a couple of these mocks that I've done, I keep getting these picks at the late part of the first round so it's it when I come back at you know in that third round and Jackson and Mahomes are sitting or Mahomes are sitting there that's who I've tended to take so I got a lot of shares of them but the ones that I've gotten either an early pick or I've kind of picked in the middle of that first round I've either waited there was one instance where I took Kyler Murray I brought that team up here I had had the eighth pick in the round and I ended up going Derrick Henry Travis Kelsey Cooper Cup I went DeAndre Swift as my RB2 this was before the draft and then DK Metcalf as my second receiver and then I went Kyler Murray in the sixth round so I felt pretty good about that with the the team I had built already above that and then I got Edelman James White a couple guys later on I won't go through the whole team but the the thing with Deshaun Watson though too is yeah he lost DeAndre Hopkins they added Brandon Cooks who is not DeAndre Hopkins obviously I think that definitely helps him but Deshaun Watson's pretty good in his own right and I don't think he gets enough credit Right. And it is, but it is a little scary though, and it is a little scary to move him up those rankings just with that that addition of Brandon Cooks. 
you know, bringing him into town, not necessarily that big play threat, you know, like he had in DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm I'm definitely okay with that because I was looking at some of these guys I've slipped and waited a little bit on. I think I got a team where I ended up with Josh Allen as one of my guys. I ended up with another team where I think I went with, um, I think it might have been Tannehill and then maybe Rivers to back him up just because I wanted at least one Colt on my team. So right. I'm okay with waiting a little bit. I think that's fine if you're not really sold on those guys because I think there's a couple of question marks. You know, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees aren't getting any younger. Russell Wilson's not getting any younger. So I think I'm okay with waiting on that. Plus, you know, are we worried about Andy Dalton coming to town with Dak Prescott? I don't think so. No. But, right. you know, he, he needs to get in there and get, get with that offense. But you got to love those weapons he's got around him. So, yeah, I don't know about Dak. I mean, I think he's okay there around five. But I think I've either – I've been a really big Murray guy if he's kind of falling to me in a nice spot. But other than that, I think I'm waiting a little bit. Right. Um. So, and, and again, I, I, I don't have a problem with any of them – as quarterbacks, and I think getting them in round six and seven is a fair spot. I mean, I think if you're a fan of any of these guys, I won't argue with you. You know, some say, man, I got Kyler Murray in round six. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. I'm good with that. Um, you know, it's just, again, it, it, it it's a preference thing. Um, you know, the numbers all s- sit well for these guys. You know, X consistency, um you know, now Murray was 14th, Russell Wilson was 13th. So that kind of, I think, is why I'm kind of looking past them. Uh, Watson was fourth, so that's certainly much more respectable, but that was with Hopkins um, in play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that I look at and, and is the next couple guys in our rankings, which I have six and seven, which I said maybe we'll put Watson at six. But, Let's just put them at six to seven for now, and that's the old guys: Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. You know, last year, um, you know, while Brees missed five games, so that certainly hurt him. But from a consistency standpoint, point they were both seventy-three percent consistent, which ranked them sixth and seventh. They're basically tied for sixth, tied for fifth actually, because they would have been tied with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, their ex consistency had them ranked eighth for Ryan, fifth for Brees. Um, the fantasy pros had their ADP late round seven, um, which is respectable, but I'm kind of like you. We had this conversation before we got into this. I haven't seen these guys go that early yet. Um, you know, the draft we're doing right now, Matt Ryan went in round nine and Breeze went in round 11. And, you know, we took, we took, we went early quarterback and maybe we would have grabbed one of those guys around ten or net, but yeah, I, I'm mostly seeing them going around tens. You know, eight. You know, eight definitely eight, if not nine or ten. Um, so I, I really like those guys, especially if you can get them as your backup. Um, you know, in this draft, I took Tom Brady as my backup in round eleven. I have him ranked as the twelfth quarterback on our board. Uh, just because I think he'll regain his consistency that he hasn't had back in New England, and we'll get to him in a few minutes. Um, I know you're a fan of, of the old guys, of <laughs> Breeze and Ryan. Uh, you know, again, that's you know, I think Wentz. You can throw Wentz in there as well. I mean, he's not an old guy, but he's going around nine, ten. Uh, I like him to continue. He got more weapons. He got a lot of more weapons. He got what three new weapons. At the wide receiver position, uh, you know, they think they're going to be really throwing the ball quite a bit. He's got some guys to go deep to. Uh, 
but your thoughts on these guys kind of in that nine ten realm? I mean, you know, like you said, Brady. I you know I love I I like the weapons he has around him, and I think it's going to compensate maybe for him getting a little bit long in the tooth because I mean you can argue that. You know, he's had some great weapons in New England, but I don't know necessarily if he's had the complete complement of weapons, you know, like he has, he's mm-hmm. going to have in Tampa. And I don't know necessarily if you can count on Gronk to be Gronk of old, but when you pair right. him beside an O.J. Howard, when he's just one of those multiple weapons, when he's not the counted on go-to right. guy, I think that's big for him. You know, they added a running back. I'm good, you know, I'm good with all that. Wentz scares me a little bit just because of the receivers that he's going to be throwing to. You know, he's got a got a rookie in there i think i believe they took jalen rager so right i like that pick i just don't know if i necessarily like it for the upcoming season so he's a guy that i don't really necessarily have anywhere but of the guys in in kind of this category i think i do have i'm, I'm kind of like you i think there was one where i got matt ryan as my qb1 and i end up getting brady much later as my qb2 and like you right. said we have him ranked here you know number 10 number 12 somewhere around that area so I'm perfectly fine with that if you're going to wait on these guys, but I'm definitely okay if you're not, you know, if you don't jump on those guys, you know, like we mentioned with Wilsons and the Murrays of the world, and you want to load up at receiver and, and running back, and you get a couple of these guys. I think you're you're going to be doing fine if you play those matchups. Right, definitely. The next guy on our board at number nine, I, I like this kid a lot. Uh, <clears throat> last year was ninth in total points, ninth in consistency at sixty nine percent. Eleventh uh, in X consistency, but the problem is, is that his ADP right now has him going like sixth round QB seven, right after Deshaun Watson actually, um, and that is Josh Allen. I'm seeing him going as high as QB five in some ADPs. Uh, they, you know, there's all this talk. He's the new king of the AFC East and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think this kid is talented, but I don't think he's polished enough yet, even with Stefan Diggs being there, that I, I trust him to, to be consistent. The thing that saves his ass, of course, is his, that he's got legs and he can run. But I think that the team you know, doesn't want him to run as much because that's dangerous and that gets him hurt. And they want to rely on, you know, uh, certainly Devin Singletary. Uh, You know, the Bills went out and also drafted Zach Moss uh, as a second running back to kind of help with that. You know, I think they want Josh Allen to stay in the pocket and throw the ball and be a quarterback. And I'm not sure Josh Allen could do that yet. Um, So therefore, kind of like, it's not. I'm not saying I'm out on Josh Allen. I'm just saying that I see Josh Allen. I go, yeah, but I see Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, <laughs> and I'm just going to take one of those guys because I feel better about it. I can sleep at night. Um, again, Josh Allen wasn't terrible. Certainly was good. Certainly had his moments. But can you literally draft Josh Allen and feel good about it knowing that, well, I could have waited a round or two and gotten a solid veteran that I can count on and not worry about him getting hurt running out of the backfield. Can Are, are you feeling Josh Allen in 2020? The one place that I got him in the one mock that I did, the, the way the quarterback position kind of fell out in that one was really strange. It's kind of, And I kind of let it slip a little bit, and then all of a sudden people went on this big run of quarterbacks, and I ended up getting Josh Allen, I believe it was in round eight, which I feel okay, okay about yeah. it in round eight. 
Right. I don't, but like you said though, the way you prefaced the question, I don't feel great about it. I like what I have around him. Mm-hmm. I like the fact they added Stephon Diggs. I like the fact they added another running back. I like that they have Devin Singletary. John Brown kind of came on last year, so there's a lot to like there. The the one thing I want to look over Josh Allen's stats though is he only completed 58 percent of his passes. So that's something mm-hmm. that's a right. little bit. I'd like to see obviously that go up a little bit. I like the fact he only threw nine picks though. Like what he did with his legs, but you know, I don't know necessarily. You know, like you said, I don't know necessarily if we're going to be able to count on nine rushing touchdowns again. That's that's a quite a quite a bit for the quarterback spot. So I see that going down a little bit. Love to see him be a little bit more accurate and maybe with a little bit better of a weapon like Stephon Diggs in the, in the fold. Maybe we'll see that go up. But I, I guess to kind of go back to your original question, do I feel good about it? Not necessarily, but I like it a little bit better in in the eighth round than. The ADP that we have here for him is as uh, what six one, so I was able to get him about two rounds later than that. So I feel that makes me feel a little bit better about it. So I'm in the uh, an FFWC mock draft with uh, my friend Scott Atkins from uh, Sports Illustrated, and of course Full Time Fantasy. Uh, I just came up to pick seven six. So right now I have three running backs, three wide receivers, and I'm going to take Dak Prescott. And I'm pretty happy about that in round seven. So um, now, again, I could wait. And yes, Wentz and Breeze and Ryan and Brady and all of them are available. But I just feel like Prescott, you know, adding CeeDee Lamb and having a lot of talent around him, I, 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 I'm pretty happy about making this pick. And I feel like I'll probably get Breeze or Ryan or somebody like that probably in round, you know, 11 or 12 anyway. So, uh, um, yeah. So I just made that pick. So thoughts? I like it. I like it. You know, like yeah. I said, like I said, it's it's just a matter of how else you build your team. You right. know, and it right. and, I, and I think one of the things I like to do too, as well, since we're so early in doing these best ball tens and doing these mocks, mm-hmm. you know, just it's just kind of fun. Just you know, you, you want to have fun doing this. It's fun to just switch up and just take a guy that you don't normally take too. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, I want to see how it play. You know, what my team looks like, how it's going to play out. Um, you know, again, these are mocks, and you know. At least the BB10s, you're like, oh, you know, this is at least going to play out for some kind of money. You know, you could win the whole thing and win 100 bucks. Um, but, you know, and, and Mox, you can be a little bit more different with it just to kind of see, hey, where would this play out if I went here? You know, so those are all kind of fun. So anyway, um, so let's move on. Let's kind of finish out uh, the QB1s. 10, 11, and 12, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. That's my rankings. Um, again, all of them had their moments last year. You know, Believe it or not, Goff had more uh, clutch games than any of them with 11, 69%. Uh, he was 12th, basically across the board, 12th in total points. Uh, I actually was 10th in, in consistency, uh, 12th in X consistency, um, Interesting enough, though, he's going 11th round ADP quarterback 15. Um, you know, with Gurley leaving, and now they're kind of have some, you know, uh, younger um, running back. I feel like he's going to throw even more, don't you? I think so. I mean, just kind of like you said, that just with the inconsistency they're going to have at running back, you know, with right. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown. I, I mean, it's very possible one of those guys could step up and be the lead dog, but at the same time, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know, we talked about them getting rid of Cooks. I think Josh Reynolds is a fine wide receiver yeah, three Reynolds, in there. Right. United, they drafted nice Van Jefferson. Yeah, uh, they nice added, dynasty guy there. Right. They added Cam Akers as, a, as another running back to compete with Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. So, you know, there's a lot of, of, of young talent there. 
But Goff is going to have to be the guy that holds this team together. I mean, it it's going to be on his shoulders. Where he used to be on Gurley's shoulders, it's going to be squarely on Goff's shoulders. The defense has not gotten any better. They've lost a lot of people. Um, you know, so I feel like that, you know, they're in a very, of course, high powered offense division with Arizona, Seattle, San Francisco. So there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think Goff has very good potential. So, you know, if you really want to wait on quarterbacks, you can, you know, get, like I said, a wins and a Goff and maybe rounds 10, 11, 9, 11, 9 and 11, um, and, and feel comfortable at that, about that. Um, let's move on. Now we're going to get into kind of the QB two. So now we're looking at your backup and, you know, obviously you want as much consistency out of your backup as you do your starter, because what if your starter goes down? It is the NFL. People get hurt, especially if you're going to take a chance on a risky, uh, mobile quarterback, like a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray, a Josh Allen kind of guy. You got to have that, that, you know, guy that you can count on to be consistent. That's why I only have really two QB two A's. Um, to me, this is guys that you know um, will be a solid backup that you can count on and be there for you just in case your guy goes down. I got Stafford at thirteenth. I got Ryan Tannehill at fourteenth. Both guys last year seventy five percent consistent. Uh, Stafford was ex consistency was third overall. Now, granted, he only played eight games, but he was doing very well in those eight games. Um, and they added a new running back in, in, in DeAndre Swift. So good talent there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, seventh in X consistency, you know, so they were right there consistency wise. I like both of these guys. Um, how are your, what are your feelings on Stafford and Tannehill at, at the QB two a I'm fine there. I think I'm going to be a little bit, I feel a little bit better about taking Matthew Stafford just because he's more of the proven commodity. Right. I do like what we saw out of Tannehill last year, but then again, it's it's half of a season. The you know the stats were there. Right. If you, I know there's a couple leagues I was you know setting my keepers, a couple two QB leagues, and I forgot that I was able to pluck him off waivers last year, and he's going down as one of my keepers. So again, nice. I kind of got a little bit of a diamond in the rough there, but. I like the supporting cast around Matthew Stafford a little bit better as well. You know, you mentioned they brought in DeAndre Swift, so they have him and Carryon Johnson in the backfield. Of course, he's thrown to Marvin Jones. He's thrown to Kitty Galladay. Hawkinson's mm-hmm. going to be another year, a little bit more experience. So I, I think I go with Stafford there just because, I, you know, he's we, he's proven to have done it before. And he missed some games last year, but the the games he was in there, he was still 75% consistent. Uh, along with, you know, you, you got to give it to Tannehill, though, too. He was 75% consistent as well. But I think right. with all things equal, I got to go with Stafford just by a nose. Gotcha. All right, the next wave is our rankings 15, 16, 17, 18. We've got some young guys. We've got some older guys. Young guys, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones. Old guys, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. Now, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers' ADP is still quarterback 8, and he has an ADP of 812. Um, I don't see him going that early. I've rarely seen him going that early. Number one, I, there's no way I can put him in the top 12. I just can't do it. Um, now maybe he'll have a, you know, maybe this whole, you know, Jordan love thing will light a fire and he'll be, but they still don't have a second wide receiver. They still don't have basically, you know, they have a young rookie and Jay Sternberger as their tight end. Um, you know, their, their number two wide receiver right now is, um, oh gosh, I, when brain did, I knew it. I was just going to talk about it. 
I believe uh, it's Devin. Well, they Devin signed Funches. Devin Funches. Is that who you're yeah. looking for? Okay. Right, Devin Funches. And I'm like, and the amazing thing is Devin Funches is going to like round 16 in these drafts. I, I just, I'm like, people kind of forgot that he got picked up by them, I think. Um, but regardless, you know, they did not go get the receiver that they were, were thinking of. I don't think there's much on the waiver wire or, on, you know, in free agency for them to pick up. So I just don't have a lot of love for any of these guys. In fact, if I like any of them, I probably like Roethlisberger as a backup just because if he can stay healthy, you know he's going to put up numbers in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Mayfield scares me. I mean, I guess he probably should bounce back, but I'm a little worried. Daniel Jones, you know, again, his consistency was only 38%. Do you have any love for any of these guys as your backup for 2020? No, <laughs> not, not there we really. go. Simple enough. It, yeah, that's simple as that. I was because yeah. like, as I look at the guys we're going to cover here uh, in the next group, yeah, I've got way more love for those guys because I can get them a lot later, and I'm expecting a lot of the same consistency, a lot of the same total points coming up. All right, let's move right to them. We're about four minutes left here. Uh, Philip Rivers at eighteen, or sorry, Philip Rivers at nineteen. Joe Burrow at twenty. Drew Locke at twenty-one. Kirk Cousins at twenty-two. Um, you know, you got Garoppolo, Gar. I mean, you know, let's just kind of look at the rest. Um, let me just go down the list. Garoppolo at 23, Darnold at 24, Minshew 25, Fitzpatrick at 26, Derek Carr 27, Bridgewater 28, Nick Foles 29, Tyrod Taylor at 30. So only one rookie moves in, which makes sense. I mean, Burrow is probably the first day, obviously will be the first day starter in Cincinnati. We don't know about Herbert and the other guys. Um, tell me the guys you do like to be your backup. <laughs> I, th- I think here. out of this group, you know, and he wasn't ultra consistent last year, but I've got a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. I've got a lot of Kirk Cousins, and I've even waited a little further down the line to get Derek Carr. Not a ton of weapons with any of those guys, really. But I like Jimmy Garoppolo's complement of receivers. I like Debo Samuel. You know, I like some of the some of the things they got going on there. Of course, he's got George Kittle. But I mean, like I said, I, you know, you can get these guys a few rounds. Uh-huh. I mean, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is going to eight twelve. I'll gladly wait five more rounds and take Jimmy Garoppolo or take one of these guys in this group. Right, right. As my backup. Right, and like I said, I, I've yet to see. I mean, in the draft you and I are in, Aaron Rodgers went in round ten. So, like I said, I haven't seen Rodgers go in round eight. In fact, I haven't seen Rodgers go ahead of Breeze, Ryan, Wentz, any of those guys. And according to this, the ADP-wise, he should be. And and I haven't seen it in any of these BB-10. So, again, you know, they're pulling from multiple sources, so maybe they, maybe they are in some, and we just haven't seen it. But, like I said, most of the ones that I've seen, let me look at the big rig one. Well, again, Rodgers went in the 10th round. Now, he... Everybody kind of waited in that one. Um, Breeze, uh, Mayfield, Goff, Stafford, Tannehill. A lot of those guys went in rounds 11 and 12. Ryan actually went in round 8 then. Um, That was when I took Lamar Jackson early and then took Drew Breeze in the 11th round as my backup. So so like I said, I I just don't see it. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, these guys are all, you know, they are what they are. You know, if it's a two quarterback league, obviously that changes all kinds of stuff. We won't get, well, maybe we'll do that later on the summer, but uh, we only got about two minutes, so I didn't want to drag it out too much. Uh, you know, I have seen Drew Lockett in some love, especially after, uh, you know, they went and got Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the draft. So all of a sudden, Drew Locke's getting some love. Uh, it's, you know, so I can see him. He'll be moving up soon. So, 
So anyway, so that's quarterback position. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Ron, uh, as we head out here, any last words? How's everything going? Are we going to have baseball? <laughs> it, sounds, it, it sounds kind of like with the, with the football plan. They're, they're talking about, you know, late late June, early July. Right. Uh, I don't know as far as what that means for fans. So who knows? But it sounds like they haven't quite let it die just yet. I know minor leagues are, are waiting to see what the major leagues do. Because uh, I enjoy minor league baseball just as much as I do major league baseball, so I'm hoping that that comes together in some way, shape, or form. It's going to be tough, though, with fans, but even if we got something to follow, play fantasy with, right. at least it's something. So I'm still pretty optimistic, but nothing's been nothing's set in stone yet. Right, gotcha. Um, so are you doing any podcasts, anything out there we can, can find you baseball-wise? Well, we the Nasty Cast, we've not done anything for a couple weeks. There hadn't been any developments. Right. Uh, we finally finished up our minor league previews last week. We previewed the Phillies and the Nationals. We did five prospects each on the Fantrax Dynasty pod, so you can check that out. As far as in the upcoming weeks, not I think we're going to have a mock draft, maybe a Dynasty mock starting this week on Fantrax Dynasty Baseball, so you can check that out. Uh, as far as the Nasty Cast, not quite sure yet what we're going to do there, so we'll see. Yeah. No, well, like you said, it's kind of hard to do much of anything. So, um, we're, but football is here, and we're going to keep it up this week. We'll probably take next week off. It's Mother's Day weekend, so we'll let everybody hang out with their moms, and we'll come back the week after that with the running back. So, as always, find me Big Guy Fantasy Sports and on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. Everybody have a great week, have a great Mother's Day weekend. Stay safe, stay home. Only go see your mom. Wear a mask. Take care.